Welcome to Feminist Want System Change. My name is Leanne and I'm with the Women's Major Group. Right now we are in Bangkok for the CSO Forum happening at the Beijing Plus 25 Asia Pacific Regional Meeting where governments are coming together to, to talk about what are the updates after Beijing's landmark decision around gender equality and women's rights. And we're really happy to be joined today by one of the participants. Her name is Yasmin, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Um, hello, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Yasmin Bjornum. I'm from Vanuatu. Um, I have an organization called SISTA. We are a feminist organization that uses arts, media, and communications at the, co at the core of our work to empower, inform, and advocate on issues that affect women. I love that name organization, SISTA. Can you tell me more about how SISTA was founded and how long it's been around? SISTA was founded in 2016. Um, basically, it came about after I had moved back home after being away for five years, and I recognized that there wasn't a space for women to come together. Um, it was initially actually going to be a magazine, and somehow we've organically grown into a civil society organization where advocacy um, is the main approach of our work. Um, and. What we basically do is have an online database where women can access resources and information um, that is contextualized to Nivanwati women. So it's simple stuff like um, fashion, um, how to access contraceptives, um, information about domestic violence, and also really focus, focusing on um, Nivanwati women um, because, you know, growing up in the islands, we would only ever have access to um, magazines or media that was catered to white people or, you know, um, beauty. We saw beauty that was a, a Eurocentric standard. So I really wanted to celebrate and empower Nivanwati women. And I thought that using um, an online platform and um, being able to publish every month, which is what we do um, through the Vanuatu Daily Post which is our major newspaper back home. They have a, um, in a, a, a sub-magazine that they publish every month, and we also feature on there um, so that it's accessible for women in the remote islands, and it's really just talking about everything woman Vanuatu. Wow, that sounds such an amazing platform to be able to, to have it for the, for the island and, and particularly the women of the island to, to see and to consume. Yasmin, in this deepening crisis that we're in around income inequality and climate and the continued laws and policies of, of patriarchy, what makes you angry? Okay, what makes me angry? I would have to say, you know, firstly to kind of give you the setting of where we're coming from in Vanuatu. Vanuatu is one of three countries in the world where there are no women in parliament. That makes me angry. Um, it makes me angry because when you look at the our prisoners um, in the in jail, more than 60% of them are sexual offenders, and the majority of their victims either know their perpetrator or ha live with their perpetrator. And for me, I think that this shows that we have a, something very wrong with our society when most of our inmates are in jail for sexual violence, and I feel like this issue isn't a priority, and I really do believe that this comes down to the fact that we do not have 
have our voices heard in Parliament, because if we did, then they would know that violence is a major issue in Vanuatu. Violence against women and girls is the biggest crime that we have in our country, and yet we don't have a budget for it. We don't have resources for it. The only time we talk about it is during 16 days of activism, um, and even then it's diluted, or International Women's Day, and this needs to be an ongoing conversation because it doesn't just affect women, um, it also affects the community as a whole. Wow, thank you for shedding some light on the issues facing women in Vanuatu. I think because it's such a a small island, a lot of people don't really think about it. And so thank you for providing that, that, that critical knowledge. When we talk about the issues that you are working with and, and the activism that you're doing, particularly around your organization and using the arts, can you sh- tell us how that translates? Like, how do you take on issues around domestic violence and translate it into a much more accessible platform for, for the, the general public? You know what? I think one of our, our we use social media a lot, and the power of memes and the power of being able to share videos. You know, the fact that we have arts. I mean, sorry, technology and the internet has been an incredibly powerful way to ensure that the conversation is ongoing and visible and accessible. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest one of the biggest gaps that we fill um, as our organization. We don't just talk about violence against women, like I said, during 16 days of activism or a designated time of the year. We keep on talking about it and we keep on putting it in people's faces. And I think our organization, we don't just battle violence against women and girls. We also talk about the heavy subjects that people don't want to talk about, um, such as abortion, um, such as access to contraception or the morning after pill, because you know sex is such a taboo subject. Having that conversation ongoing is super, super important, especially our country is so um, led by Christian values uh, with deeply rooted uh, traditional values as well. We call it custom. And usually we, we pick and choose biblical verses and custom rhetoric to oppress women, oppress uh, marginalized groups. And I believe that by using social media, by having um, exhibitions, we're able to approach these sensitive subjects in a way that's sort of soft, you know, like, for example, another thing that I do with our organization is using fashion. Um, So, for example, um, every month when we publish in print um, through the Vanuatu Daily Post, um, we identify someone, um, a young girl, an older woman, whatever, um, a marginalized person, um, to be able to showcase themselves using fashion, styling themselves however they want to wear. And it not only gives them visibility, but it also allows us to talk about body positivity, sexual reproductive health, and just using fashion to be able to explore these other areas, but in a way that people don't get so freaked out that we're talking about things that aren't necessarily discussed in our small country. Wow, that was a really amazing um, project that y'all are doing, incorporating fashion. I think fashion is very important in, in letting women decide how to determine how they want to be perceived, right? I think that's a lot of power of owning your body. So thank you for sharing that with the viewership. What particularly about your work gives you hope? I think what gives me hope is being able to see young women starting to recognize these systems um, that are holding us back and seeing them being able to amplify their voices um, and organize and connect using technology, using social media. The younger generation are totally 
it's totally progressive. And I think that is definitely what gives me hope, being able to see them doing that. It may not seem much, you know, especially when I come into these spaces like in Asia and see how far other movements are in other countries. But for, for Vanuatu, I'm just super proud to see be- women just speaking up, especially when we've grown up in a society where women are just expected to listen and obey. Just speaking up, just that very little step is, makes me super hopeful. That's so amazing, Yasmin, that you came back to Vanuatu, you, you recognized that there was a void, and now that you and folks in your community are organizing to fill that void, to provide like positive inspiration for people and role models. I know that we talked a lot about the heavy stuff, the heavy stuff that your organization covers through print and through your other strategies, but what are some of the joys, what are some of the celebrations uh, of women and, and their progress um, in Vanuatu that you all have highlighted? Um, I think it's a tough time, really, if you want me to be completely honest in Vanuatu at the moment. We have our elections coming up next year, and it's the, we're trying to get women in parliament. So we are seeing conversations coming up where we want to ensure that women's voices are at the highest decision-making body in our country. And I think the most, it, it, while it is difficult and there is tension, there is a lot of joy in being able to see people actually having discussions that are based on critical thinking. For me, this is really important. You know, you have to understand that my country is 40 years old next year. So we're quite a very, very young country. There's less than 300,000 people across 83 islands. Um, We are basically untouched. It's so hard to see, to reach other islands within our own country. Um, And for me, the discussions going more towards critical thinking and analysis, rather than saying, you know, um, you just can't do this because you're a woman, because the Bible says so, because custom says so. For me, the joy is being able to see people thinking critically. Yes, and that's a very that's the very first step to organizing and, and completing action is really having discussions and debates and deepening critical analysis. Now that you have attended the Asia Pacific Youth Forum and the, the CSO Forum, where you've seen so many movements across the region and so many movements that have progressed and advanced, what particularly about these forums are you going to take back to, to Vanuatu, particularly to your community and to your organization? Um, I think one thing I'm going to take back is when I learned about the creative strategies that the other movements are doing, I find that incredibly interesting to see how, um, especially young women and young, the, you know, the younger generation, how they are organizing together. It's non-traditional methods and finding non-traditional ways of finding funding um, and being able to you know, if the world is not going to make space for them, they're going to create their own world by making the, or carving out their own space. Um, so for me, it's kind of what I want to be able to bring back is that sort of energy and that very unique way of strategizing. And I feel that I'm a step there because I'm already using the internet, even though we don't have very good internet access back home. It's very expensive. But yes, I think that's what I'll get back. And that, and being able to, I, I'm so happy that I've been able to strengthen my networks here. You know, I've met women from Sri Lanka who are amazing, Malaysia, California. <laughs> and it's been um, incredible to be able to speak to everyone. It, it's, it's invigorating because this is really tough sometimes. So... Yes. Ah, well, I'm really inspired as well to have met you, Yasmin. Now that you've given the context to what makes you angry and you shared the hopes, even if 
in the midst of a really dark place right now in Vanuatu, what are the actions that you're, you're going to be taking when you get back to Vanuatu? And also inviting the audience, what kind of actions can they do to show solidarity with the work you're doing in Vanuatu? Um, I think the actions that I will take is to continue to do what I'm doing just more strategically by bringing back the strategies that I've learned here, um, particularly at the Youth Feminist Forum. And, and that's just basically using my platform, you know, to develop a podcast, which is something that I wanted to do to ensure that information is always available, not just a one-time thing on the radio, which I have been doing. I would like to ensure that more voices are included um, and to be able to, yeah, uh, you know, build my online resource hub for other people out there. If you want to show support, please just like our page and share. I think, you know, just just that 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 solidarity is enough to keep us going, especially. Yeah, that would just be wonderful. Great. And can you share with us which social media platforms you're on? What are your handles? What are the names? How do we find you, Yasmin? How does the audience from all over the world, I'm hoping, will will be listening to this. How do they come and find you and support you and follow the amazing work that you are creating in Vanuatu? Um, Thank you so much. So basically, we've only just started our Instagram because most people in Vanuatu use Facebook. So you can find Sista on, and it's S-I-S-T-A, on our website, www.sista.com.vu. Make sure you add the .vu because the .com is going to take you somewhere kinky. Um, the VU is so important. And you can from there, you can find our, the rest of our social media handles on Facebook, Instagram, and we are going to start using TikTok. Ooh, TikTok. I feel like TikTok is such a untapped social media tools, particularly here in Asia Pacific, that the West doesn't know about. And so I really think you can really revolutionize that and, and get your message out there. Thank you so much, Yasmin, for joining us. And I, I'm going to conclude our podcast inviting you to share any feminist words or phrase that you really want to, to bless us with. I'm sure. So I don't know how feminist this is, but um, I've always just felt I just felt this quote has really resonated with me. Um, A strong woman accepts both compliments and criticism graciously, knowing that it takes both the sun and rain for a flower to grow. And I think, you know, I, I that that quote resonates with me because I feel like on this journey, on this woman's women's rights movement journey it is a lot of learning and it's a lot of yeah learning to step back step forward and know when you need to listen and know when you need to speak up and you know yes great thanks Yasmin thank you for that poetry in your words and in your in your work thank you so much Leanne